Hello, everybody. And welcome to a new episode, a long time coming, of Does Anyone Really Need to Hear This? The Mark Stockslager Podcast. Now, I've done this before where I would, uh, I would do a bunch of podcasts in a row and I would uh, be really into it and really excited about it. And then I'd go several months to several years without doing it. I started it in college when I was bored. I picked it back up after college when I was bored. And now I'm picking up again um, because I'm bored. No, I've, I've wanted to get back into it. I haven't really like, you know, had the, had the, not, not necessarily the wherewithal, but the drive, I guess. Um, but today I found out about this cool, um, app on, on iOS that you can, you can, am I I too loud? Let me turn down the mic. I'm, I'm trying this thing out. This is, this is kind of like a test phase, but what it is, is I found out about an app on iOS that you basically just do everything from your your iPad, which I've always wanted to do, and 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 you know I used to do it through Audacity on on my laptop and things like that. Um, but this just makes it a little bit easier. Um, if you've never listened to an episode of the show, and um, the only really people who listen to this are like family members and like one or two friends that um, like knew about it. Um, it's mostly slice of life stuff. I talk about, you know, like movies I've gone to see, uh, you know, the te- sports teams I like, um, like episodes of TV shows, you know, current, even though I'm, uh, I'm now saying I don't want to watch episodic television anymore. Um, I am going to finish off the walking dead, even though it's, I've kind of soured on it. It still has, you know, it has its moments for sure. Um, so that's what I do. I just talk about, you know, whatever's going on at the time, um, whatever's new, maybe like a new album that came out. Um, I do, but the best episodes of this podcast are, um, guest episodes. Um, I'd like to do that more often. Um, they're mostly family members. I've had, uh, my good friend from North Carolina, Tyler Carroll. I've had him on a couple times. Um, we, uh, it, it was like right after like, um, the Dark Knight Rises came out. So we talked about that. And then, um, we did a Battleborn, the Killers album. We did a rev- like, kind of like a review type thing of, of Dark Knight Rises and Battleborn. Um, and those were really good episodes. And I'll, I've had, um, my sister, Sarah and Tess on to do, you know, themed, um, episodes. So those were, those were the best episodes of this show. Um, and I'd like to get into that too. Again, but today, today's just going to be me. Today's, I don't know how short or long this is going to be. I just know that, um, I want to get back into it. I want to try out this new app and, um, I do have some things that I can talk about today. Um, as far as, you know, like new in entertainment, uh, at least for me. So I guess I can just jump right into that. Um, uh, I like to go see movies, um, there's not, you know, there's not a movie every weekend that, uh, that, uh, that interests me. Um, there is some, you know, stuff coming out now that, that I'm going to go see. I do have tickets to see Batman, uh, versus Superman tomorrow. I'm going with the guy from work, so that'll be cool. Um, well, I hope, I hope the movie will be cool. 
Um, and I watched Man of Steel again yesterday to, to prepare myself for that, so I'll mention that a little bit. Um, but before that, I'll talk about a movie I've already seen that's already been out. I've seen it twice now. It's called uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. And uh, I, I watched I watched Cloverfield again in kind of preparation. Well, no, no. I watched it in between my first and second viewings of it. Because it's, it's within the Cloverfield universe, but um, there's not a, a lot of similarities between um, those two movies. Um, uh, Cloverfield Lane is more of a spiritual successor than it is a sequel. Um, you know, Cloverfield is a, the first one is a, like a first person, you know, pretty much a straight up th- uh, thriller. And this one, you know, slash horror movie. And this second one is, you know, third person with name actors in it, like John Goodman. And, um, it mostly takes place in a bunker and, and, um, there's not a ton of crazy action like the first one has, you know, but I, I think that 10 Cloverfield Lane is to, to me, it's phenomenal. I'll say that, uh, I'll use that term to describe it. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. I think the, um, the way they announced it, like just two months before it was released in theaters, you know, we didn't even know that it existed. And then they just kind of dropped this on us. And the trailer was interesting. You're like, how does this relate to Cloverfield? Um, there was enough in the trailer to interest me, but not enough to give away everything that happened. And there was a ton of like good surprises and things like that in the movie. Um, I think John Goodman just crushed it and was out and knocked out of the park. And and if movies like this got any respect from like you know the Academy or whatever, uh, I think Goodman would his name would be tossed around in Best Actor category. I, I, maybe I'm being hyperbolic. I don't know. I just know that he was great, as were the other two uh, kids, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and I believe his name is John Gallagher Jr. So anyways, I don't want to go too long about this 10 Cloverfield thing, but even if you didn't love the first Cloverfield movie, which I didn't, after rewatching it, I'm like, you know, this is fine. Um, better than average, you know, first person kind of thriller horror thing. Um, T.J. Miller really kind of made that movie for me um, as the camera, you know, the guy who ran the camera mostly. Um, even if you didn't love it, you thought it was, you know, gimmicky, go see 10 Cloverfield Lane. It is very tense and thrilling, and just John Goodman crushes it out of the park. As do, I think the other two kids are good, but they're only, you know, overshadowed by how great Goodman was. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, Batman, Superman, that's, that's been, um, you know, on the horizon for a while now. And, uh, with every trailer and every, you know, bit of detail that comes out, I'm like, okay, I'm, well, I'm going to see this thing, but I, I don't have super high hopes for it. Um, I think what kind of crushed my excitement because I was kind of pumped when they, when the, you know, they announced Ben Affleck as Batman, because I think he's going to be, I say it all the time. I think he's going to be the best cinematic Batman. Um, because mostly just how, how he's going to look playing Batman. Cause he looks like he got really big. He just looks like he hulked out for this role. And I've, I've been getting into comics and graphic novels and whatever, um, more ever since I started working at half price books. And 
like to me the the best way to consume Batman fiction or whatever is through comics and graphic novels. Um, and you know, no disrespect to the Christopher Nolan trilogy, I, I still like it and respect it. Maybe I w- I'm not as you know, like freaked out about it as I was five years ago or, what, or whenever um, Dark Knight Rises came out. But uh, I can still respect those movies. But I think that um, as far as just Batman, the character, and Bruce Wayne, the character, I think Ben Affleck's going to crush it out of the park. Now, Henry Cavill, I've been told he's a really good actor. I've only ever seen him, I think, in as Superman. So it's hard for me to tell. Um, watching Man of Steel yesterday, I, re- I saw it in theaters because when that came out, talk about publicity and marketing that trailer that's just the very first like teaser trailer was the best teaser i've ever seen and for some reason i was thinking it was the full length but no it's just like a minute long teaser and it uses music from the fellowship of the ring when gandalf uh spoiler alert to anybody who didn't watch fellowship of the ring when gandalf um i guess dies in uh, the mines of moria they and they play that you know the woman singing in a high. If you know, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, they use that in the trailer, and they're showing. You know, they got the Russell Crowe as Jor-El, the the voiceover, and they're showing. You know, mostly it's the flashback images of the kid. You know, Clark as a boy, um, kind of running around acting like a superhero. And it, it, I'm telling you right now, it's one of the best trailers I've ever seen. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and, and it's like, uh, oh, it's from, it's produced by Nolan and this, that, and the other, and it's written by, I think, uh, the same guy or guys that, that did some of the Nolan Batmans. But anyways, you're like, oh, they're going to, they're going to make Superman interesting now. Cause I never thought Superman was interesting. It's just like, oh, he's, he's perfect. Nothing can stop him. Nothing can beat him. Um, he doesn't have any like, I don't know, inner turmoil conflict, but I think that was kind of a, a, an, only a rudimentary knowledge of, of Superman at the time. But anyways, going to see it in theaters, it really, like, it didn't live up to, to my hype. It didn't live up to, to what I was expecting it to be, what I wanted it to be. I think some of the casting was weird. Most notably, I think that Michael Shannon maybe wasn't the best choice for Zod, because I think his line deliveries were clunky. And I like Mike Shannon a lot. I think he's a great actor. I think, oh, and I think I can't wait to see Midnight Special. I hope that, you know, goes wide release fairly soon, which I think it will. Um, I don't think he was maybe the best choice for General Zod. And I, and I like Amy Adams, too, but I don't like her as Lois Lane. She kind of, uh, this was there. Kind of bugged me a little bit at times, too. Um, and then, you know, it's a two and a half hour movie. And, like, it seems like... A full hour of it is just crazy explosion, just hammering you over the head action sequences. Like, like Metropolis, Smallville, not a single building still stands in those places. It's pretty ridiculous. I I know that's, it was kind of the point of the plot because this like world engine thing was going to demolish the world or something. Anyways, I'm boring myself talking about Man of Steel, but basically it had really good moments. The best moments to me were the kind of the quieter moments, the flashbacks when he was, you know, either a boy or, you know, a young man figuring out 
what's going on with his life and stuff, even though the way they showed Jonathan Kent, I think that was his dad's name, Papa Kent or whatever, his death scene was kind of dumb. They, you know, they could have found a way around that. They needed to make it better, his death better, is all I'm saying. Um, but anyways, I think Henry Cavill is at least somewhat charming, if not a little dull, and hopefully, I hope that the interactions between Superman and Batman in Dawn of Justice, or I think that's what it's called, I hope that those interactions are electric and those really sing, because that's what I want out of this. I think that Jesse Eisenberg, now, I hope that Jesse Eisenberg doesn't ruin the movie because he ruined that trailer, the way he was acting. Um, I did hear some theories that, um, oh, it, that's, that's an act that Lex Luthor is doing. Like, that's his public persona, much like, oh, Bruce, you know, Bruce Wayne puts on airs when he goes out as Bruce Wayne, you know, because in his mind, he's Batman and Bruce Wayne is the mask type of thing. Yeah. So, uh, I could kind of see that, but man, just the way he's acting at kind of is like toned down Joker, like Joker Jr. I, I just kind of whimsical. Oh man, I just, it bummed me out, but I hope it doesn't ruin the movie. I hope it's not just another grim, two and a half hour slug fest because obviously we want some fun. I'm not saying <laughs> I don't want any fight scenes. I'm just saying I don't want an hour and 15 minutes of the two and a half hour runtime to be all fights. I, 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 I and I don't want to slam the movie before ever even seeing it. I'm just a little worried given the track record, given uh, Man of Steel, which is the same director, Zack Snyder, who also did Watchmen, which I think was decent. I think that was a good... They did the best they could with that ad- adaptation. But it seems as if the general public's um, expectations are low. So maybe maybe that means it'll, it'll, um, it'll surprise us a little bit. And if it's just decent, we'll think, oh boy, that was actually really good. Um, so that's that. I, I honestly, um, I feel like I'm kind of running out of steam here, mostly because I, I didn't really think much about what I was going to say and I didn't have anything going into this episode. And again, this is just kind of like a introductory back into the groove type of thing. Um, I'm sitting here watching spring training baseball, um, the pirates obviously, and I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to, uh, just seeing, you know, there's, there's some new faces out there. Um, they're trying new things. Uh, it's, you know, I, I kind of feel cautiously optimistic. I, I just don't know what to expect. Um, but I mean, the, the, the old guard is still there, you know, McCutcheon, uh, you know, Marte, uh, Garrett Cole, guys like that, Liriano, you know, everybody's back and uh, except for <laughs> Neil Walker and Peter Alvarez, but, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the new guys can contribute. I think there's some young kids that are going to come up, you know, halfway through the season and try to contribute. So uh, hopefully we can actually get a, uh, get off to a good start and not have to uh, play from behind like we always do in the division. Um, the Hurricanes, uh, I'll just kind of buzz through this kind of stuff. Um, I actually, I actually, the Game Center thing, like the NHL streaming service, 
they kind of changed it up. They they call it NHL.TV now, and you can choose just one team instead of all all of, you know however many thirty teams. So there's a little bit of a price break, and obviously I, I like the Hurricanes um, more than the Penguins. And so I the last two months of the season they were in kind of a uh, playoff race. You know, on the outside looking in, obviously, um, but there was a chance. But um, you know, it just wasn't, you know, they weren't winning enough. They were winning, but other teams ahead of them were just, they couldn't keep pace with those teams. And and I, they're not mathematically out, but they're pretty much out now. Um, but that's fine. Um, but I did I did get the last two months. So I've been watching games, and it's, and it's kind of exciting to see. I mean, it's like two whole lines of our forwards are, are just, you know, kids, like AHLers. Not even like kids, but just career AHLers. And and they're hanging they're hanging around in games and they're even winning games against lineups with you know superstars on them and and they just kind of got they got beat by the Penguins the other day and that was frustrating because I like the Penguins too um, they're easier to cheer for because they're better but I just I like that I I fell in love with hockey watching the Hurricanes so they're always going to be my number one team and I just like the kind of the underdog aspect that they have you know, like us against the world type vibe. Um, so I think that, you know, maybe not next year, maybe not the year after, but the future is bright and they're going to be a playoff contender in the coming years. I'm sure of it. They, they were this year. I mean, you know, and I, when I mean playoff contender, I mean, they're going to be in, you know, fighting for like a one, two, three seed, not, you know, scrambling to get a wild card at the end of the season. I think that they're going to be, um, one of the better teams in the league three years maybe down the road. Um, the Steelers, uh, you know, they lost Martavis Bryant for the year because of the suspension. That's that's a huge bummer, especially after, you know, they signed a new tight end, Ladarius Green. That was exciting. Um, and it looks like they're going to try to, you know, um, shore up that defense in the draft. But... Um, Losing Martavis Bryant isn't going to be a killer, but it's going. It, it just puts a just a damper on this whole thing. Like they just can't have a full strength offense ever. You know, if if you know either Bell is suspended or hurt, Martavis Bryant suspended. You know, and, and it's like you don't want to give up on either one of the guys. I I, I think that's that's out of the question right now. Um, I think if it happens again, especially for Bryant, I think they're going to be done with him, but they're going to support him, you know, after, after this one. But if he, something happens like this again, I think they're probably going to cut ties. Uh, Bell, he just gets hurt more often than he gets suspended. He did get suspended for like a couple games, I think last year or something. Uh, and both of them, both of it's for marijuana, um, which, you know, they could be doing worse things. Um, but that's 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 far from the future, you know, f- football season. But it's just kind of it's kind of interesting to see how the NFL is shaping up and, and pieces are moving and guys are retiring and all this stuff. It's going to be a new look um, league next year, I think. Um, but anyways, I'm, I'm I'm about I'm pretty much 20 minutes into this, and I can totally feel my my own interest falling off. So I know you guys probably turned this off 10 minutes ago. 
So um, I'm going to see if I can even upload this thing to the internet. So hopefully you'll actually hear this. Um, and hopefully you'll be getting better, more quality episodes down the road. Uh, but until then, uh, I've been Mark Stocksucker. Everybody have a great day.